coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. In India, usually cooking is not considered a very... It's not considered a very good profession in a way because right. most, most Indians that you guys might know are either doctors or engineers. Or I went to one of his friend's restaurants and the first day I didn't know anything, so I wore a tie. <laughs> and I, there and like, I just found out that is not a desired kitchen attire. So I started hanging out here and like I found out the town is much cooler than... I'm sorry, Tampa ever will be. Uh, uh, <laughs> we feel that way too. <laughs> Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to. But you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guest is Lokesh Bale from the Twisted Indian. Lokesh went from Mumbai to St. Pete and from food truck to pop-up with his tasty Indian food customized for the American palate. Our musical guest today is Taylor Rayner. We have have a a great great show, show, so so stick stick around. around. I love soup, and I'm always in search of a great soup. Ramen is just so complex and delicious with layers of complex flavors in its broth. Booyah Ramen is one of my favorite places in downtown St. Pete, so much so that I recently included them on my top five Asian noodle soups list for their pork belly ramen. Now, Booyah's success is not just about the ramen. It's a hip, upbeat environment meant for unwinding and socializing with house-crafted cocktails, a large selection of Japanese whiskey, and izakaya, too. Those are small plates of different types of appetizers that are delicious, as well as the ramen. The ambiance of the place, along with the friendliness of the owners and staff, really adds to the character and charm of Buya. And to add to its coolness, the owners are actually opening up four more stores, one in Miami, and three in Berlin of all places. Yes, Berlin, Germany. How cool is that? Booyah Ramen is located at 911 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete and is open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Do ya, Booyah? One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine, and you can even get a regular old cheeseburger too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. Engine 
Our guest on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast is the owner-operator of the Twisted Indian. Please welcome Lokesh Vale. Welcome. Yes, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for the opportunity. You are from Mumbai. Correct. Yes. Yeah, which that's where I grew up. Used to be called Bombay until yes. 1995. <laughs> yes, that is correct. You became interested in cooking. Right. At a young age. Yes. Tell me about that. Um, so this is when, uh, I don't know why, my dad was in the kitchen one day because usually in India men don't really cook. Right. So he was in the kitchen one day, my, I don't know why, helping my mom, mom out. He never does that. And I saw him chop up this carrot really fast. Uh, and like wow that was amazing and like so cooking shows were not very common at that time when I was growing up so it was fascinating to watch something like that and then I I should maybe pursue this in in India usually cooking is not considered a very it's not considered a very good profession in a way because right. most, most Indians that you guys might know are either doctors or engineers or right. uh, big bankers. Right. So, so, like so I, your parents were not that pleased? My dad my dad was very supportive, but my mom was against it for a long oh, that's, time. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, but uh, yeah, my dad was very supportive of it. Because uh, you told him the whole carrot chopping story. I, I like, did not. I don't, think he, I don't think he knows that yet. I should tell him at some point, but I don't think he knows that yet. But uh, yeah, he was very supportive. He knew some friends who owned restaurants and... He got me some internships and like got got me into the, in the in the industry. Oh, that's cool. Well. Yeah. So tell us how that all happened. I mean, so you decided after the carrot that this is something you wanted to pursue. Correct. And so then what happened? Okay, so I was in seventh grade at that time, so it was too early for me to pursue anything like that. Mm-hmm. So as I, as I started growing up after tenth grade, he started like sending me to one some of his friends who owned restaurants to okay. just work in the kitchen. And, and this is still in Mumbai. This is still in Mumbai. Okay. And then I. Um, I went to one of his friend's restaurants and the first day I didn't know anything, so I wore a tie. <laughs> and, there and like, I just found out that is not a desired kitchen attire. <laughs> and the next day I started like, okay, just wear a t-shirt and something non-slip resistant, slip resistant shoes or something like that. And then, uh, yeah, after 12th grade, I um, enrolled in a, in a hospitality school in okay. uh, Goa, which is uh, it's on the western coast of India. It's like a tourist destination. Okay. So um, you, and you studied culinary both in India and the U.S.? Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I did my uh, hospitality. Uh, India didn't have a culinary intensive program at that time. Uh, now they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hospitality was my only option at that time. And then you could pick a major within that program. Right. So I did hospitality there and started working for the Four Seasons in Mumbai at that time. Oh, cool. Really cool. And uh, yeah, then fast forward, I came to Culinary Institute of America in New York. And mm-hmm. yeah, that was my education. So w- when did you actually come to New York? Uh, New York was 2011. Okay. Mm-hmm. And was that your first time in the U.S.? No, that was my second time. Me and my dad had like just visited here visited. as uh, tourists okay. before. Okay. Yeah. So then when you came in 2011, had mm-hmm. you already decided to stay? Uh, no, I did visit the the Culinary Institute of America campus and I really fell in love with it. It was beautiful, mm-hmm. right by the Hudson River, and uh, the program was really nice. Mm-hmm. So next year I enrolled in it. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And then what brought you to St. Pete? Uh, so St. Pete, uh, so me and my ex at that time decided to open a food truck, and uh, that's what got us to Tampa eventually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We opened a food truck called the Twisted Iron at that time. Mm-hmm. It was a waffle concept. Okay. And then we started the Twisted in Indian after that, mm-hmm. but when we split up, Mm-hmm. I, uh, we uh, sold the Twisted uh, Iron, and then I just kept the Indian. They kept doing the Saturday morning market at other gigs around town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And eventually got a, got offered a spot at the bomb market. Nice. Yeah. Right. So there actually is, if you want to read about 
well, it's from May 2018th is the publication date on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Yeah, yeah. Abby was there. Abby mm-hmm. did a right, nice write-up on the Twisted Indian food truck. Correct, yes. And Right, so you, you started that about four years ago? Correct. Mm-hmm. That was, I think, 2016 okay. or early 2017, something like that. And the okay. f- food truck is no more now? The food truck, no, I still have it, but I just do the Saturday morning market now. Ah, okay. Yeah. So you're there every Saturday be. morning? Yeah, I try to be, yeah. Yeah, nice. Good. It's hard. It's hard to get in there. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, that was that very like I was very honored and humbled at that time when mm-hmm. I finally got in there. It was right. nice. Yeah, Mark yeah. and Gail have been really supportive. That's yeah. great. So, what about your family? Did they move over here as well, or are they still in India? No, they're still in India. Okay. So I go visit them once a year. I, I couldn't go this year because of the restaurant, but right. food truck. Um, I had a lot more flexibility. I was right taking uh, vacations and stuff, but I can't do that with the restaurant. Right, at, at least not now. It's in its uh, baby stages right now. Right, mm-hmm. right. The infancy stages. Do you have brothers and sisters? I do have a sister, yes. Okay. She's, still, she's also in India. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is she pursuing your mother's dream of something? <laughs> to be a doctor. <laughs> so a very funny story. She is actually a CPA and a lawyer. So uh, she did that for some time. She, she followed the whole dream, but mm-hmm. uh, she ended up opening a bake shop after that. Oh, wow. And, uh, so uh, Your poor mom. I know. She... <laughs> <laughs> So she, yeah, she did that. Uh, so she's still doing that. She she quit her corporate job. I think she was working in one of the big five firms. Uh, mm-hmm. I think she was working for Deloitte or PwC, one of them. In India? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she quit her job and opened a bakery. I don't blame her. I was, I was in corporate America for a while. Yeah. I quit too. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So yeah. what brought you to St. Pete? So I, just, I don't know. I, I was still working Saturday morning market. I didn't know how good St. Pete was at that time. I was just living in Tampa. Mm-hmm. So I started hanging out here, and like I found that the town is much cooler than, I'm sorry, Tampa ever will be. Uh, 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 <laughs> we feel that way too. <laughs> yes. Uh, may- maybe Tampa has changed too. Uh, they have their own, their own vibe, yeah. Going on. So you know, I just found my vibe here, and mm-hmm. uh, I actually broke my. I was living in Hyde Park, mm-hmm. Tampa, and I just broke my lease, and you know, keep the deposit. I'll I'll just move here. Wow. <laughs> I, yeah, I really love St. Pete. Yes. It is really nice. It's yeah. such a great place. I, I think it's the people who make this place great. I it's agree. Not, yeah. mm-hmm. It's the people. It has an overall great vibe. Correct. Uh, just very friendly, artsy. The food scene is Correct. exploding. Mm-hmm. The art scene is exploding. Yeah. This is off uh, something I thought about a, a while ago I wanted to ask you. So mm-hmm. you only moved here in 2011. You obviously took English as a child. I learned English oh, early. Yes. I, I, I <laughs> you speak I very did. good English. I did. I did. And... Uh, um, m- most people in India speak English okay. uh, in school. We-, we learned three languages growing up, okay. uh, re- both reading, all three, reading, writing, speaking. Mm-hmm. So most Indians will know at least three languages. Not all of them, but they will find their way through a couple what, languages at least. What are the other two? Uh, this, so we have a national language called Hindi. Mm-hmm. So everyone speaks that. Well, mm-hmm. most people speak that. And mm-hmm. then every state has their own language as uh-huh, well. Right. Okay. So that's Marathi for me. So mm-hmm. I speak that as well. Oh. So is it... Uh, is we, when we went to, we haven't been to India yet, we need to get there, but when we went to Italy, we uh-huh. learned that, you know, what everybody thinks Italy is just one country, but it was a whole bunch of different countries yes, with exactly. different languages uh-huh. that all became one country. Right. So is it similar? It, it is similar like that. And I, I found that out in Italy. I was like a couple of years ago, I was in Italy and like the North is so different. So different. South. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's a completely different country sometimes, like, yeah. but it's the same you know, because I think... 
uh, the United I, States is the same way. I mean, correct. from you, one yeah. coast to the other. It's, yes. Yeah, culturally, and yeah. You know when you change states immediately sometimes. Yes. <laughs> you, just, yeah. yeah. So how many total languages are there? Um, recognized, I think there are 50. Wow. 50 plus languages are... Wow. But there, are they like similar? They're they not. Like, no? Shock. Like, you might be able to understand a couple words here and there. But wow. they're not really... It's It's like... We it's like European language, Italian is like, yeah. it might, there might be some crossover to German or something right. like that, but not really, no. We need to get a St. Pete language that's different than Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> so people know they're in the good part, I guess. Right. <laughs> we'll call it the Bergian. That, that good. <laughs> the Bergian. That's good. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and get into some of the tasty details of okay. the Twisted Indian. Awesome. We will be right back. How many times have you heard a restaurant say that they have healthy food that actually tastes great? I've heard it a lot, but unfortunately, it's usually one or the other and not both until the brass bowl came around. Right. Their food actually is healthy and tastes so darn delicious. So good. They use organic ingredients and responsibly sourced seafood. Brass Bowl offers gluten-free, vegan, and carnivorous options. There truly is something for everyone. You will find imaginative flatbreads, bowls, and tasty, delicious small plates with options like fresh roasted seasonal veggies, 24-hour sous vide hanger steak, house-smoked salmon, and free-range chicken breast. And up front, they have a cold-pressed juice station and separate menu with juice bowls and elixir shots. It's like two open kitchens in one. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is really on the cutting edge of the fast, casual culture that is enjoying so much fame these days. Go get bowled over by Brass Bowl. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is located at 656 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. And you can check them out on the web at BrassBowlKitchen.com. Have you been to Pacific Counter? It is one of the newest fast casual concepts located on one of the fastest growing blocks in St. Pete, the 600 block of Central Avenue. They offer build your own bowls, burritos, or salads with a variety of the freshest bases, toppings, and sauces to satisfy anyone's craving and puts you in charge. There are actually 6,432,189 combinations possible. Overwhelmed by Build Your Own? I know that I sometimes am. Well, you can also choose from their counter creations menu already picked for you. The first couple of times we ate there, that's exactly what I did. Then I decided to get adventurous. For bases, they offer sushi rice, brown rice, noodles, or greens. Sushi rice seems to be the norm, but I'm not a big rice person, so I finally tried the noodles, and to say I fell in love is an understatement. They are actually sweet potato noodles, I found out later. I have no idea how they make them seem like rice noodles. I added fresh tuna and salmon, my choice of toppings and a sauce, which I didn't even need because the bowl was so good without it. I told Kevin I could eat this every day and I would probably lose weight and love it at the same time. If you haven't checked out Pacific Counter, I would highly recommend it. They are open for lunch and dinner, have a variety of unique alcoholic and non-alcoholic drink options, and they have the beloved Dole Whip. Find your fresh at Pacific Counter. Pacific Counter is located at 660 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. They are open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 11 a.m. to midnight on Friday and Saturday. Craving some good grub in the Tampa Bay area, but not sure where to go for dinner this weekend? Don't worry, I got you covered, guys. I'm Candace Avilez, host of Food for Thought. It's a food show where I basically explore different restaurants throughout the Tampa Bay area. Get ready for some drool-worthy, delicious dishes that are going to get you off the couch and into those restaurants and having a great night overall. You can watch my show on 10 News. It airs Thursday mornings. 
And also, if you're online, it's on our Food for Thought YouTube page. See you then. And if you love a restaurant, let me know on Instagram. We are back! We are back! We are back on the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast with our guest, Lokesh Vale from the Twisted Indian. As we said earlier, you started with the food truck, mm-hmm. and now you have a pop-up location in the Bomb Avenue market, Correct. which ironically is not on Bomb Avenue. <laughs> Bomb. Right, right. The backside. That's the backside, yeah. Right, the back end. Our Ubers try to take us to Bomb Avenue half the time. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people that listen to our show probably already know about the Bomb Avenue market and have been yeah. there, but just in case, it's at 1113 Central Avenue, and there are a handful of different concepts Correct. in there. Mm-hmm. Twisted Indian, when did you open in that location? February. Okay. Mm-hmm. So all coming up on a year and a few more months. So they call it a pop-up, but right. uh, you're actually permanent lease there, right? Or how? Um, no, so the leases are flexible, so okay. you can keep extending them if you want. And mm-hmm. if, if, it's, if they feel it's feasible and you feel it's feasible, mm-hmm. you can keep extending them. It's not, it's not that they want you to go away. Or right, anything, right, right. But it's more like of an incubation Mm-hmm. spot for uh, many businesses see whether it's going to work correct. and what yeah okay got mm-hmm. it yeah. and that's nice because that gives you an out if you want to go and open a, a larger correct and they're flexible correct right. you can or if you are not it's not going to work out right so, so you don't have to put in like you don't two, lose as much thousand dollars to open a restaurant and like you, you have mm-hmm. an out yeah i just didn't understand exactly how that all works sorry yeah. to interrupt yeah. your flow no, that's okay no because originally i was going to say a brick and mortar which it is mm-hmm. but it's pop-ups really the the more more accurate term trendy right <laughs> uh because there are several several uh, different places in there and yeah. so does twisted in twisted indian does that refer to it being fusion cuisine uh, yes so uh it it does refer to it being a fusion cuisine because uh, we actually started with the twisted iron which was a fusion on waffles so right. we were using waffles as a bread so that was an extension twisted indian so like so you wanted to fuse mm-hmm. right it with something so the whole idea behind it was to make it more accessible to mm-hmm. the American public because they don't think of Indian food as a go-to most of the times. Mm-hmm. So that's why I tried to like make something which they can relate to, like tacos or mm-hmm. a right. non, which is a non-sandwich, or like fries, which is like just fries with cheese, <laughs> and just put Indian stuff on it, or a burrito, which I call a curito on the menu. <laughs> right. So they can relate to it more. How, how did you come up with curito? I don't know. I just <laughs> I, I sometimes dream about some operational stuff and it huh. just okay. it just comes to me sometimes. Just that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's the name. That's what But it's your it's your take on a burrito basically. Correct. It's like an Indian right. style burrito. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's the curito. You also have Now, you had on the truck you had the curitos, the nonwich mm-hmm. and tacos. Right. And I think there were bowls. Now you you still have the curito, the nonwich, the tacos and then there's a thali plate. Correct. And any of those you can have, choose from chicken tikka masala, mm-hmm. lamb korma, mm-hmm. paneer tikka masala. Mm-hmm. But now you've also added uh, some vegan options. Correct. Mm-hmm. So there's a tofu tikka masala, mm-hmm. jackfruit, mm-hmm. and v lamb. How do you say it? It's, it's like a vegan lamb right. kind of a thing uh, for the vegans. So it's seitan yeah. basically. Uh, right. Okay. So it's it's the same sauce we use for, use for real lamb. Okay. Uh, it's just uh, right. the Satan is mm-hmm. the filling instead of so that vegans can right you do say i mean sometimes people will say oh gee this isn't authentic it's americanized blah 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 but a lot of people don't realize that that's actually probably what they like better anyway correct and some people do say that but i am trying like the name is twisted indian it, it's a it's a it's a quick service restaurant 
So I I try to make it as clear as possible that mm-hmm. we are not authentic Indian. We are not gonna right. take oh. your order and not have names you can't say. And yeah, right. and I meant that as a general example. I didn't mean that people say that about twisted. Right, 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 right. No, they but, say that about pretty much everything. <laughs> but what they don't realize is that what they really like is the Americanized version, pretty much Correct. most of the time. Yeah. Right. I really didn't grow up on uh, eating Indian food. My right. family did not. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin's really the first one to introduce it to me. Oh. And as you know, probably I have a I can't eat cilantro. Yeah. So <laughs> for me, whenever I think Indian food, I think oh, I can't really go there because right. I forget. We went one place where every Every single thing on the buffet had cilantro in it. Where was that? The the one out on... A Taste of India? Maybe that was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they made something for me okay. without it. Okay. But That's yeah, nice. I couldn't eat anything that they had uh-huh. there. So, um, But I understand that you can make everything that you have there without cilantro. Correct. Yeah. Every, yeah. Cilantro. Because we know... I knew that 14% of the market can't eat cilantro because right. of the soap gene. Mm-hmm. So I just, it's always a garnish. We can always opt out of it. Right, mm-hmm. right. No matter what. That's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you have some uh, not only very tasty food, but uh, in my opinion, I think it's a nice generous portion too. Oh. When I went uh, recently for lunch, mm-hmm. at first I thought like, okay, yeah, this is this is not too big. I can eat this for lunch. And then by th- then I'm getting towards the end, but not quite at the end. I'm like, wow, I'm really full. This is a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> did you get the thali plate? I did. Oh, yeah. That's that's the, that's the go-to. It's, it's mm-hmm. a lot of food. Like, yeah. yeah. But it, it is delicious. Thank and you. I don't know. I guess uh, for me, when I was a, ever since when I was a kid, I was like, like what was considered normal food or mm-hmm. American food. To me, I thought it was bland and boring. I'm always, <laughs> I'm like, I'm seeking something better than this, something different. And I... Mm-hmm. Always from a little kid, Mexican and Indian were right. two of my favorites all the time. Oh, thank you. And yeah, and I'm originally from New Jersey, which actually oh, wow. has uh-huh. a, a pretty uh, Indian. good Indian, Indian population. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 You were exposed to it a lot more than I was living in Clearwater. <laughs> <laughs> Clearwater didn't have much. Oh, no. <laughs> it is the home of. Hooters. Hooters, right. Oh, okay. Yeah, we well, had the very first Hooters. So you like wings, I'm with you. <laughs> I do like wings, yes. Now, I really enjoyed your dish the other night. Oh, we were you. at uh, uh-huh. um, the uh, Top Local Chef mm-hmm. event, and it was the spicy cauliflower, Correct. right? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. very good. Thank you. Let's cover a little ground for anybody listening that has not been to the Twisted Indian, mm-hmm. or maybe they're not sure if they will like Indian food. Right. Did you do to put the twist on it to make it more palatable for the American taste? Uh, first of all, everything is like so. The vehicle for any of our dishes is very Americanized. So it's mm-hmm. tacos, mm-hmm. burritos, right? Uh, fries, mm-hmm. uh, like a bowl. Thali plate is essentially a bowl. So it's so they can relate to that. First mm-hmm. of all, so it's no, it's going to come with rice or it's going to be a sandwich. And then the spice levels on everything have been customized to a, a typical American palate. And if you do like spicy food... I was going to say, because this one likes it spicy. <laughs> we do offer a spicy, really hot mm-hmm. sauce on the side, which mm-hmm. is extremely hot, made with serrano peppers. Mm-hmm. So you can just pour that on. And we do recommend caution before you dump the whole <laughs> two-ounce <laughs> serving on your food, because I've had people who are just having hiccups and asking for water uh-huh. and chocolate milk after that. Oh, I, my. So, <laughs> I dumped the whole thing on mine. Did you? Yeah. You, did you handle it? I loved it. Oh, yeah. there we go. Yeah, yeah no, I like really spicy but- no, but you, that's another thing I think people think that Indian food is going to be really spicy and right. it's going to be too hot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not. It, it's, it's very flavorful. Correct. Very flavorful. Correct. And that is, the, that, is the, that is one of the misconceptions I'm trying to fight mm-hmm. uh, because most of the migration to the United States uh, has 
is from a typical region in India, which is the south of India, which is really they serve like hot, peppery food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you go to London, they're from North India, which serve like milder food with more of the. It's richer. It's it has more flavors, or mm-hmm. at least the flavors stand out more. South India is really flavorful too. Mm-hmm. So that's why uh, Americans relate to it as really spicy because there's more migration from the south of India, which use a lot of peppers here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. So, any listeners that want to try out the twisted indian do it don't worry about it being too spicy it won't be the flavors are amazing thank you yes i can't decide if i like which one i like better chicken tikka masala or lamb korma but they're they're very different though correct they're completely different tikka masala is more tomato cream Mm -hmm. buttery spices Mm -hmm. and korma is like more of a spice strong and a little bit of yogurt in there Mm -hmm. to make it a little mellower but uh, lamb is my personal favorite, honestly. I love lamb. Yeah, and uh, this the sauce that goes with the lamb. It's just oh yeah, and it's like super tender. It. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it almost falls apart. Yeah, 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 so good. We have the Twisted Indian at the Bomb Avenue Market, and go check them out. And and if you have uh, your friend or your spouse or whatever, and they're like, no, I don't want to have Indian food. You can still go because there's other choices they can choose. Yes. And then you can let them taste the Twisted Indian and say, see, told you. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good, man. So, yes, it's, it's the 1113 Central Avenue, Bomb Avenue Market. And the website is thetwistedindian.com. Simple and straightforward. Mm-hmm. Lokesh Vale. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate yes. you guys having me here. We will be right back. This is Chris Walker, and you're listening to CP Foodies Podcast. Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our music segment, which showcases local artists, is brought to you by One Step Media and Kate Reuter. One Step Media provides management, marketing, and booking services to independent artists, and Kate herself is also a singer-songwriter. Our musical guest today is Taylor Rayner. He is a multi-instrumentalist, singer, and songwriter. We'll have a single from Taylor's third album right after the Fast Five Foodies questions. Welcome to the show, Taylor. Thanks for having me. You ready for the Fast Five Foodies questions? Oh yeah, let's do it. All right, first one. Oh my God, why can't I remember it? (laughs) What's your favorite food? Yeah. What's your favorite food? I'd say picadillo. Oh, picadillo, picadillo and, nice. And rice. Yeah. Makes a good picadillo. I Do you really? love that. Yeah, but you don't like it exactly. I don't like the, the raisins. I, I actually um, follow. <laughs> I've the, had a bunch of different re- uh, recipes of it. You know the Columbia restaurant. Yeah. There, there, well, there used to be one at the pier in St. Pete when the old pier. But there is also a book they have that tells the story of the restaurant from when it started and then they have a bunch of recipes and that's one of them that I follow to a T the way they do it and I love it. With, and that's with the raisins in it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Raisins, yeah, olives. Actually, I might make it a little spicier than theirs. Oh yeah, yeah. you definitely need the olives. He'll leave them out for me if I bat my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your least favorite food? I guess my least favorite food would be mushrooms. Really? Yeah. My son's not a big fan either. I think right? that's yeah. the first one we've had on mushrooms, right? Yeah, it really is. And that's surprising. We get olives yeah. a lot. Olives, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how come you don't like mushrooms? Um, I think it's just the uh, texture mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm trying to overcome that. Right. And I'm eating them more often. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, they, they kind of creep me out. Yeah, <laughs> te- te- texture is a big thing. It is a big yeah. thing. Yeah, I don't like coconut for that reason. So. Oh, yeah. Weird things. Um, what's your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? Um... Right now, I'd probably say Bodega. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
because um, I really enjoy their Cuban sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's uh, they always have great music playing. Mm-hmm. You just sit cool. outside, and it's always so nice out. Mm-hmm. It's it's a cool place. They have a huge fan base. They do, and yeah. and the people are super nice there too. Yeah, we're having oh, yeah. dinner tonight at their new place, Baba. Oh, okay. so the owners of Bodega opened up a place called Baba in the Grand Central District. Oh, so. That's good to know. Yeah. Which is which is Greek. It's yes, it is. Nice. Um, salt or pepper? Um, man, <laughs> I, never, I never thought I'd be asked that question. Um, <laughs> that it would be so difficult. That's funny. Um, like if I was on a deserted island and I needed only salt <laughs> or pepper. Yeah. Wow. Um, I guess I would go with pepper right now. I'm in a peppery mood. Cool. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Me too. And can you cook? Uh, yes. What's the best thing you think you cook? What's your favorite um, thing to cook? Or your favorite thing to cook? That's a great question. Um, I've made poutine before, mm-hmm. and I've really enjoyed making that, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. when everybody gets their hands on it and it just disappears in five minutes. <laughs> That's my favorite thing is when people enjoy it. Nice. So it's definitely decadent. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and rich. <laughs> so you play several instruments. Mm-hmm. I know of two, guitar and violin. Right. Now, is there a difference between a violin and a fiddle? It's really just the way that you play it. Yeah, so it's really it's, the style. Yeah. I've heard that... So uh, I've heard, I thought a fiddle was smaller, no? Not that I know of. Oh. No, I've, I've heard people describe a fiddle as... Or the, the original difference was a fiddle was used with, like, uh, pig intestines. Okay. Is what they would shrink. I don't know how true that is. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just say it's the, uh, the way they're played. If you're, if you're fiddling, then... It's a fiddle. Kind of more of a country like style. Bluegrass, or country. Bluegrass yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of go back and forth with both. Mm-hmm. Okay. I tend to say violin more often. So you anticipated my next question. Good. <laughs> and then any other? Do you play harmonica also? Yes. Because you have that on, on some of the songs. Right. And anything else? I play uh, you know a few different stringed instruments, and I dabble with uh, the winds, trying to learn saxophone and, and clarinet. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Just and whatever so, I can get my hands on, I'll try to play it. And you've played mm-hmm. uh, some violin on some of Leon Meitzen's stuff? Right. Yep. And Deb Ruby, you've uh, played with also? Yep. Is that violin as well? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I play with a lot of different um, St. Pete and Tampa acts. They'll just call me up and, cool. and ask if I could play on their record or play right. at a show with them. Are you on that I love list? love doing that. Well, somebody told us there's a musician list, the top musician list oh, or something. Oh, I hope oh. I, I don't know. I hope <laughs> I'm on the list. It should be at least for violin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You have three albums out, yeah? Right. Three albums. And the latest is It Could Be Rain, is the uh, title. It Could Rain. It Could. Oh, It Could Rain. I'm sorry. Right. I actually does say That's that right. here. Well, definitely not today. It's a beautiful day. No, so. it exactly. Is, it is. So a little L- hot, but yeah. So, so the LP is It Could Be Rain. The song we're going to feature is no, titled. It's It Could Rain. It Could Rain. Did I say B again? You did. <laughs> Wait, watch this. There you <laughs> that was real, not a sound effect. Did it to myself. The title of the song is uh, Poet and a Beat. And it reminds me a little bit of Bob Dylan, if he could sing. Well, that's so nice. And kind of mean <laughs> to Bob Dylan. <laughs> he says that all the time but, about Bob but, Dylan. But, but you kind of you talk sing it a little bit? Right. Mm-hmm. My <laughs> friend and I always do a Bob Dylan. Or lately, we've been taking um, songs we hear on the radio and doing our Bob Dylan impressions. <laughs> so, so he keeps doing, thank you, next. <laughs> it's kind of a fun, fun little game. <laughs> that's funny. Maybe we should have a Bob Dylan, make fun of Bob Dylan segment. We almost do right now. As long as he's not listening. Yeah. So, and I think it's in the key of C. Right. C, yeah. E minor, G, uh, F, 
and a whole bunch of other chords. Yeah, there's a, a bunch, there's a few chords in there's there. A lot. <laughs> you all can't see Taylor, but he looks really surprised right now at Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the guitars over there. <laughs> oh, we should jam. Yeah, perhaps we will. Kevin so, needs a little practice. I do. So we find you online. Your website is uh, taylorrainermusic.com, and that's your first and last name, Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, last name, R-A-Y-N-O-R, taylorrainermusic.com. And then on Facebook, same thing, at Taylor Rainer Music. Mm-hmm. And uh, before Kevin wraps this up, which he's not supposed to yet, you want to tell us what the song's about? Um, yeah, so the, the song's really special to me. You guys are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. um, yeah, the, the song is uh, just about how I uh, just want to be a musician and an artist, and it's kind of like I don't have much of a choice in it. It's kind of found me and I've connected with it so much that I don't want to do anything else. Mm -hmm. And uh, music has made me feel so many things in the past. It makes me feel good. It uh, it makes me feel sad sometimes. When I'm sad and I need sad music, it's there Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And so I want to make music that's there for people as well. That's kind of what the song is about. Sometimes it's like, I just want to be sad. Is that so wrong? Right. It's good to get it out. It's good to experience all the emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a great, great um, description. Thank you. Thank you. Taylor Rayner, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And here we are with the song, Poet and a Beat. I like to be a poet and a beat But how can one compare to the greats? I feel so small like I'm nothing at all I just want to be someone who Creates this hope in a song, dreams of far away, things unseen, but imagine just the same. These lessons learned through words. like to be an artist on the street meeting people just the same to contribute on a level that's greater than myself and maybe someday somebody somewhere will know my name This hope in a soul Dreams are far away Things unseen But imagine just the same 
These lessons learned through words like to make you feel as I have felt before Through a song and a story and a dream Like a wise friend once said He's not a religious man But he hears God in the music sometimes well, I hear it too I feel it too I feel something in the music Sometimes of far away things unseen but imagine just the same these lessons we learn through words New items on stpetersburgfoodies.com include a review of Sushi Show Rexley, which is omakase-style sushi, the authentic Japanese way of doing it. We have a new top 15 best happy hours in St. Pete, and a write-up on Lost Coast Oysters, which is the first and only oyster farm in the Tampa Bay area. There's some really cool photos and videos on that for you to check out. On next week's podcast, we have Ed Allen from Central Melt. You can email us at info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please join in and give us a five-star rating and type a review if you're so inclined. It helps get the show found and gain new listeners. The St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast can also be found on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Player FM, and several other podcast apps. You can listen to us on your voice-activated home assistant, too such as Apple HomePod, Amazon Echo, and Google Home. Just tell it to play the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast. That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guests, Lokesh Bale. And Taylor Rayner. And thanks to our sponsors. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery. Pacific Counter. Booyah Ramen. And, and Engine, Engine Number 9. nine. Our announcer is Candace Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. 
And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. Maple syrup. Hey, bet your butt. Bet your butt.